Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to episode 74 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty Porter, the host of this wonderful show alongside other shows such as the Two Buddy Express show. If you're interested in video content, definitely check out the link to that podcast as well. It's an eight to 12 minute actionable tip each and every week for you and your YouTube channel. I do want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, Navigate over to Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you consume your podcasting content. Hit that subscribe button just like you would on a YouTube channel, and you will be notified and updated every time we release a new episode here on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. If you use the podcast app on your iPhone or Android device, you will see every single Wednesday when the episode populates in the store, you will see it there for your listening pleasure. Also want to thank everyone who's gone over to the iTunes pages and left us reviews. If you want to shout out on next week's episode, go ahead and leave us a review over there, whether it's positive or negative. We always want to know what we can do to improve and make this show better. As with every week, we are supported and sponsored by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. Oftentimes people ask me, what is the tool that you would recommend? If you could only recommend one tool for YouTube creators, what would it be? It would most definitely be the TubeBuddy plugin, okay? It's free to download, you can download it uh, onto your Google Chrome browser, install the plugin for free, and if you like what you see, and trust me, you will, you can then purchase the upgraded version for more features. Uh, I personally love the bulk tools that it allows me to go in and uh, edit multiple different descriptions, uh, take out links and things like that very easily and very quickly, and just the simple fact that it really speeds up my processing when it comes to YouTube. So definitely go check them out. The link is in the description, and if you use our link, you will uh, actually be helping out the show here and, and providing us a little bit of a monetary help uh, as we uh, try to keep the lights on here, which is something that I definitely want to do because I love doing this. Now, if you're not familiar with this show, every single Wednesday, I release an episode where I interview a, a different creator uh, from different niches and, and different marketplaces on the, the, the YouTube ecosystem, and I talk with them about their YouTube journey. I ask them specific questions about uh, their YouTube strategies and their YouTube techniques as well as the equipment that they use. So if that's something that you're interested in, if you'd like a behind-the-scenes look uh, uh, of what it's like to be a YouTube creator, whether it be full-time or just a hobbyist, this is definitely the show for you. Now, today, in this week's episode, I was honored to be joined by Sebastian, uh, and he is a bilingual uh, creator. He has a uh, Spanish channel, but he, uh, obviously in this interview, because I can't speak Spanish, he is, uh, I'm interviewing him in English, and he talks about the benefits uh, of, of multi-language uh, channels and, and why he hasn't done it yet and what he sees for himself in the future. So another great conversation this week that I think can help you further your YouTube career and your YouTube journey. Guys, I do want to say before I jump into the conversation for this week, I really appreciate uh, all of the support that I get on this show. Uh, next week, I'm going to be giving a shout out to all of those people who are supporting me over on Patreon. Uh, I don't do a, a good enough job of giving those people their due. Uh, so if you're over on our Patreon page and helping support this show, just know that you will get your uh, your time in the, in, to shine in the sun because I will be doing that in the future. So thank you guys so much for doing that. And I also just want to thank all of you for downloading and listening. This show has become uh, quite large uh, and it ranks uh, very frequently in the top 100 podcast in the business category, which is a very competitive category. Um, so it shows me two things. Number one, that we're doing something right. And number two, that you guys are interested in this, that you guys 
guys are really wanting to know how to grow and be better YouTube content creators. So if this is something that you're wanting to do, uh, I'm only now getting started. I know we're 74 episodes into this thing, but just know that every week you're going to be having a new episode every single Wednesday. I'm so excited of where this show's going. I can't wait to do 74 more, 174 more. As long as the creators are willing to talk to me, I am willing to do the show. Thank you guys for all the support. And let's go ahead and jump into this week's conversation. Hello and welcome back to this week's conversation. I am so excited today to be joined by Sebastian Laura. He is from the Dominican Republic and lives in... Now, I know I'm going to butcher this even though I asked you beforehand. How do you pronounce where you're from? I'm from Dominican Republic, but I live in Mallorca, which is an island in the Mediterranean Sea. It's a Spanish island. And, uh, well, I've been living here for a few years now. Wonderful. And he studied industrial engineering, but discovered his passion for public speaking when he gave a speech at his cousin's wedding in front of 600 guests. He's now a professional public speaker who trains executives, entrepreneurs, and personalities to tell their stories in an inspirational way. So, Sebastian, your channel is obviously um, in uh, a different language, a native language than what, what I am, obviously English speaking. So, maybe briefly tell our audience a little bit about you and your YouTube channel. Well, first of all, Dusty, thanks a lot for having me here. I've been a fan of your show for a bit over a month. I've uh, consumed some of your content and I have learned a lot from it. So it's an honor to be around. Um, as you said, my name is Sebastian and uh, I am a public speaker and uh, a trainer. I teach people how to speak in public and my YouTube channel revolves around teaching people how to better communicate, not only in front of a large audience, but in general for their professional life. Because uh, communicating effectively uh, defines how well you can sell yourself and sell your ideas, which is uh, very important, utmost importance uh, in order to be able to thrive in uh, a business environment with such a lot of competition nowadays. Yes, awesome. I love that. Now, your channel is very well put together. The branding is is super, super good. You've done a great job branding your channel. Let's talk about the YouTube channel in relation to what you just told me. So how has your YouTube channel played a large role in your business and what you're doing now? I mean, you're above 100,000 100, subscribers now. You've been on YouTube for a while, and uh, it seems to me that you're, you're growing at a very rapid pace. So how has YouTube played a part in what you're trying to do and accomplish with your business and your brand? Well, I've been an entrepreneur for nearly a year. I had two jobs at the same time. My my side hustle was to teach people how to speak in public. And I launched the business in July last year. And now I fully dedicate myself mostly offline. I teach uh, corporate groups how to better communicate within their company and outside their company. And uh, my YouTube presence has helped me in two main areas. First, visibility. Uh, it's helped me be discovered by people who didn't previously know me and get attention from people who otherwise wouldn't have paid attention to me. And the second is authority, um, because although subscribers count is mostly a vanity metric, it gives social proof um, to a certain extent. And whenever I'm chatting uh, with a new client, 
into a prospective client, it kind of builds my credibility so that whenever they get to know that I have a YouTube channel, they see my videos, they see the the engagement I get and the amount of subscribers. Therefore, uh, my YouTube channel has helped me in those two areas, getting visibility so that new people get to know me and authority so that the people who get to know me are more prone to hiring me. Yeah, for brands and business, those two points that you just mentioned are ex extremely crucial to growing your business and your brand. You know, the visibility and the authority that a YouTube channel provides to an entrepreneur is just beyond what you could ever put a, a money, a value on monetarily. And so looking at your YouTube channel and the type of content that you produce, what have you found to be the biggest, aside from the authority and the social proof from the subscriber number and all of that that you just previously mentioned, what have you found to be the biggest, I guess you would say, benefit of having a YouTube channel as the certain size that your channel is today? Well, it's similar to the benefit I got from starting up a blog in 2011. I heard once from a public speaker called Patricia Fripp that uh, one of the best ways to learn is to start teaching. And uh, that happened to me when I started blogging and it's kind of gone faster when I started doing videos, uh, making videos, but more professionally with a, with a clear goal and uh, more consistently because uh, whenever I have to prepare for a video, I have to research, I have to prepare myself, I have to practice before I start recording. Therefore, that process of trying to teach others has helped me better understand my craft. And uh, I think that's probably the most important benefit of all, because in the end, I use my YouTube channel as a um, business card or a presentation uh, um, medium so that people can then hire me offline. Therefore, the more I practice, the more I learn, the more I try teaching others, the better I learn my craft. Therefore, it's learning mostly. No, that's fantastic because as you go through and you're producing all these videos, you're also honing your craft, which is a great a great thing that I love talking about with creators that as they do videos, they improve as public speakers, which is obviously what you do as, as your business as well. So as far as the YouTube channel goes, what is something that you wish someone would have told you uh, when you first started out on YouTube? Take it seriously. Start with uh, some sort of a well thought out strategy. I mean, I started off because uh, my wife once said, you've got to make videos. This was back in the year 2013. And back then I thought to myself, who's the expert here? Is it you or is it me? Why make videos? But uh, she's a persistent person and she gave me a present for our anniversary. And that present was a full day in a studio recording videos. And uh, I made my first 10 to 12 uh, short videos and uh, they worked out very well. One of them in less than two, three years got nearly half a million visits. And uh, it helped me understand that there was something, uh, some sort of traction here, which I didn't take that seriously until later on, a few years later. But uh, if someone back then and not within my close circle would have told me, take YouTube seriously, take making videos seriously with a business perspective, 
I would not be at 100,000. I would probably be close to a million right now because it's been a few years since then. No, absolutely. Sometimes we start things and we don't really realize the 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 largeness in scale that it could be if we just put some time and effort in. And and once we have a couple of videos that do fairly well, it's it's interesting to to what it does to our psyche. It really uh, changes the way we think about things. And we see those videos and we say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can do this. You know, I'm a creator. I can. Uh, I can do this thing. And uh, it's so important that we motivate ourselves and see that positive reinforcement of the success of our channel and and our YouTube videos. Now, something interesting about your channel, which I I wanted to, to hit on briefly, is that you do all of your videos in your native language. And so with that being said, how much of a benefit has it been for you that you're reaching a a different audience that that may not have been tapped very much into uh, from English speakers now that you can actually relate to them and they can understand what you're saying? And uh, uh, a part B to that question would be how much of a benefit has it been that you're also bilingual and you can also speak in English as well? Well, if I get the question right, The thing about being in the Spanish market is that it's much smaller than the English speaking market, because although uh, natively people who were brought up in Spanish are probably more than the people who have been brought up in English, English is the business language in the world. Plus, um, we have been um, accustomed to purchasing online and, and buying or, or paying for online products in English. And for some reason, we get the impression in our Spanish-speaking markets that the English-speaking markets not only are larger or is larger, but it's also um, ready to pay more. And that's easy to to understand from just the fact that uh, ads in the U.S. are more expensive than ads in Spain or m- much more than Latin America. However, the fact that I'm in a Spanish market which has less competition has helped me stand out because there are few people that uh, do exactly what I do in uh, my language. And what do I mean by that? I mostly teach public speaking skills, although I've kind of expanded on that reach by teaching people communication in general, which uh, kind of stems also to uh, self-confidence, how to deal with a job interview, how to have better body language and things like that. This said, I think that being in a Spanish market or being a Spanish-speaking channel has helped me grow because there's little competition. However, and this is a question back to you, do you think it will be useful for me to cross over into English? And, you know, that was kind of where my conversation was leading towards with my <laughs> my second part of that question is that, you know, now that you've niched down so well into the Spanish-speaking market, which was, you know, why I really wanted to tap into this part of, of what you're doing. And, you know, Sebastian, that's one of the things that I love about what I get to do with this show is that every creator that I have had on the show, they are not two the same. Everyone who comes on this show is different and they have a different technique and they have a different angle. And I just wonder if there are bilingual people listening to this show I would want to encourage them, and I've worked with a client before who is also a native Spanish speaker, and I've I've convinced them to, to start doing English content as well uh, on a separate channel, and it's been explosively 
uh, great for them and their brand and their business. And so I guess my question to you is, a follow-up to that would be, have you considered possibly doing separate uh, a separate channel doing this, the same thing you're doing in your in English? And if so, do you not think that would benefit you and help grow your brand overall? The question, well, the answer to all those questions is yes. And uh, funnily enough, the first person who kind of started pushing me towards this was my wife again. Therefore, uh, it must be a good idea. Uh, however, uh, there's one thing that uh, I was mentioned to me by my YouTube account manager, which I started working with about uh, one month or two months ago. She said, it is a good idea to cross over into Spanish so long as you do not forget about your Spanish channel. You need to be able to continue with uh, your consistency and quality of content in Spanish and be able to maintain a minimal consistency in English as well for that new channel to grow. Therefore, until I'm at a point in which I can create all that much content, I don't think it is a smart move to start producing content in English because I don't want to abandon it at the middle of the journey. And I know the benefits that it'll bring me not only to open up to a broader English speaking market, but also even if I remained in Spain, Spanish companies and uh, C-level executives will be able not only to value, but also to understand that I'm able to teach them how to better communicate in their native language, but also train their executives to do so in English as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great point to bring up. I think it's a great conversation to have. And I think it's very interesting for people who can speak two languages, if they have the time to do it, to branch out and possibly try to do the, the multi-language channels uh, on you know their specific content. So great conversation to have. And maybe I can have you on uh, at a later date with another bilingual creator. And we can kind of have a dialogue about whether or not it would benefit creators to, to do it in two separate languages if they possess the skill to speak in two different languages. So great conversation there. That'd be great. Um, I want to to move on from there and talk about the process for you for creating your videos. So when you get up and you decide you're going to do a new video, what is the process like from beginning to end? Well, I normally don't do videos one at a time. If anyone who's uh, listening to this has gone through my content, I nowadays have, uh, I would say, three types of videos. I have uh, pre-recorded videos on studio with a professional uh, cameraman or camera woman, normally a man in my case. Uh, secondly, I have uh, the same type of content created at home. And the third is I've started to vlog by showing people my day-to-day -day around a very special occasion. And uh, the three of them have a, let's say, different process. The first of which I create enough content for somewhere between 10 and 15 videos. And I spent a full day recording video, teleprompter and everything, all the gadgets that you might need to have something spot on without flaws or anything like that. And that requires weeks of preparation in order to be able to uh, write down a very um, effective uh, um, script for each of the videos. With uh, I use the AIDA model uh, for copywriting with attention, uh, 
Um, what's the second in English? Uh, attention, interest, desire, and action. And using that that model as a structure, I incorporate the content with uh, very specific uh, tips on how to better communicate. And that requires a lot of time to create if you want to be spot on and not uh, go way uh, too much uh, above the clock. I mean, I try to keep my videos nowadays below seven minutes. Therefore, in order to be able to do that, I need to have uh, the exact words very well prepared beforehand. The second will be um, studios recorded by myself here at home, which I've done both a certain amount of videos on the same day or one specific video on one day. If it's the second option, one just one video here at my office or, or in the living room, I probably thought about it the day before. Uh, on the same day, I write down the structure and I start recording myself following that structure until I believe that each part of that structure has been well said and then I'll edit it so that it, it kind of makes sense. And the third is just a vlog where I record myself around things that happen um, related to a specific event like officiating a wedding or emceeing an event or giving a talk or giving a course and things like that. And I just record myself throughout the preparation up until after the event and I try to still keep true to my, my ethos within the channel which is to teach people a few tricks and tips so that they can better communicate. So uh, going back to your question, there's no one specific way for me to do this. I'm still learning and I know I'll keep on doing the three. We'll see um, which I will do most in the next few months, but uh, I think the three are working out well. Yeah, I love that. And I love the behind the scenes look as at creators workflow and, and how they you know, start from an idea or something that they want to do a video about and then they go to the creation process and I think you did a really great job of you know giving us a visual representation of how you do that so I also want to ask you this you know when people talk YouTube they want to talk money they want to talk monetization so I want to ask you Sebastian how how do you monetize how do you make money from your YouTube content directly I only do AdSense for now because I haven't yet learned how to effectively um, bring new revenue from affiliate marketing or from my own online courses this is something I'm learning to do now I mean my main line of business is offline not to say um, e even up to 90% of my business is offline therefore I'm still not making much money out of YouTube but uh, as you said before the benefits of having a YouTube channel when you are in my type of line of business is the the visibility and authority you get and at present I cannot quantify or measure the amount of business I've gotten from having a, a YouTube channel that works but it's definitely brought me business yeah absolutely and I think that you made a great point there at the end is that it's really hard for brands and businesses to put a metric on how well the YouTube, I guess you would say, ecosystem is benefiting their business, but they know that it is, right? Like you know that YouTube yes. is benefiting your business. Even if you can't put a money or a, a dollar sign behind the actual amount, you know that your YouTube videos are always working for you. They're always out there. People Definitely. are always watching them, Definitely. not just today, but tomorrow, next year, and then years after that, because they're always going to be there for people to go back to and for you to send to other people and potential clients and say, hey, here is 
is some of my work. Here's some, some courses and some instructional videos that I've done in the past. Let me shoot you over this link. And that's the great thing about YouTube is that it's always working for you. It's always there for you when you need it. And although we may not be able to put a quantitative amount of money on how much it's bringing us as brands and businesses, aside from maybe the AdSense number, which we know pretty well exact what that is, but there's so many ways to monetize a YouTube channel now. And for a business and a brand like yourself, uh, it's wonderful to know that the YouTube channel is always there and it's always working for us. No, definitely. And uh, sorry to interrupt, but I need to add something to this. The most effective metric for me right now, knowing that I'm not able to effectively measure the, the revenue that I'm getting is that um, more and more I'm getting comments at new meetings where people say I've watched your videos and the more people that say that to me the better things are working out therefore it is a pretty credible metric so far. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. When you when you go places and you speak places and they say, man, I know you from YouTube, you know then right that, minute, right that instant that, hey, something is working. I have influence over yes. these people. And, and that's really what a YouTube channel is, right? Whether you're a vlogger, a comedian, an instructional person, an educational video creator like myself, all you really want is the influence and the authority and, and what you talked about at the beginning of this interview. Now, I want to ask you this question. If you could give one piece of advice to emerging YouTubers or people wanting to start a YouTube channel or wanting to grow their YouTube channel, what would that piece of advice be? Well, I could say three, but if you want one, it'll be think of it as a business. Don't do it as a hobby, but as a business that you enjoy because people who start up YouTube channels, as many of your past guests have said, which start YouTube just to earn some money, they they fail massively. You need to be able to see uh, producing content as a business, but as, as a business that you enjoy doing. If we want to go deeper into detail, I'd say have a clear goal in mind, enjoy the process, and always be consistent. It is important to have a clear goal in mind. And the number one goal can never be that I want to get rich because that will exactly. that will not be a success story. You will end up disappointing yourself and your audience because you have a make-believe image of what a YouTube creator is. And that's you know the very small percentage of creators that are becoming millionaires, which there are those creators out there. But for the most part, unless you hit it big or, or you have something crazy happen with one of your videos going viral, or whatever it may be. That's not saying that you can't become a millionaire uh, as a YouTube creator because you definitely can be, but you can't set out to be a creator because that is what you want as the end result. You want exactly. to start a YouTube channel because you want to make a difference. You want to get your voice heard, whether you're a business or a brand or an individual just doing this as a, as a hobby. YouTube provides a great platform for us to do that. So some really, really great advice there. Now let's talk about the future for, for a few minutes before we close this interview out. What do you see next for your YouTube channel? Uh, what are you wanting to do in the short and long term for your brand and your YouTube channel and content? Well, I see that the videos that get the most views are the ones I make professionally at a studio. But I also see that the ones that get the most engagement from my current subscribers are the vlogs and less professionally looking uh, videos. Therefore, I will carry on uh, exploring ways of uh, vlogging better, uh, more effectively, telling stories 
um, editing uh, as professionally as I can these videos and me learning how to edit better, uh, but still keeping true to showing people how to better communicate. But I will keep on investing on studio videos because uh, they are the ones which uh, portray the most authority uh, towards uh, corporate clients. Uh, what's the future? I don't know, but uh, it'll be still we'll carry on um, testing the things that I've been testing lately. And probably by next year, I'll launch a channel in English, which the th with the things that have worked best in my current Spanish channel, plus whatever research I will need to do before that. Love that. Great answer. And then the last question for me to you, Sebastian, is where do you see YouTube going as a platform in the future? Like, where do you see this platform taking not just you, but everyone in the future? This is a very tough question because, uh, at least for me, I'm not that much into researching and investigating how things work out and how to tweak my channel. I'd rather, if I'm able to pay for it, I'd rather hire somebody to teach me how to do it. Therefore, I'm not the type of guy who's um, reading everything available in order to be able to um, decipher or reverse engineer the the algorithm or things like that. I don't know what's going to happen. I do see that uh, more people are um, consuming video content. I do see that more than 60% of my um, audience is 35 or less actually between 18 and 35 years of age. Therefore, I do see my channel growing uh, to in the hands of the people who in just a few years will be the decision makers. Therefore, I just need patience. I just need to keep on working hard and the dividends will come. Absolutely. It is about patience, consistency, and sticking to your guns. That's what I always tell people. And if you can do those three things, you can be a successful creator on YouTube as well. Well, Sebastian, thank you so much for this conversation. And man, I've learned so much from you. And it's just so interesting talking to someone who has a, a dimension like you have, being able to speak two languages. And man, that's such a great asset to have at your disposal. And I can't wait to see where this YouTube thing takes you in the future. Now, I always like to give my guests the opportunity if you would, let my audience know where they can get in touch with you on the internet. Well, if you speak Spanish, you can find me on my website, sebastianlora.com, or on my YouTube channel, which has uh, an easy link, sebastianlora.tv. I hope you link them below because some people might not be able to understand my accent. If uh, you look me up on LinkedIn or Twitter, you will find me and you'll see that there I also share content in English as well. I'll be happy to connect with uh, everyone listening to this. And uh, with you, Dusty, I hope we can meet in person in the future. Absolutely. Let's definitely do that if we can. Well, Sebastian, have a great day and we'll talk to you later. You too, Dusty. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.